Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And in this episode, we are going to be reviewing a bunch of movies that we've missed over the past couple of weeks. And we're going to be discussing some of the best sci-fi movies of the decade and some of the best comedies of the decade. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am, uh, I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been a while since we've recorded, um, obviously. It's, de- it's definitely been a while since I've recorded with you. I don't even remember. It must be months at this point. Um, yeah, since I recorded, been a very long time. Since I recorded with you. The last episode we did was like about a month ago at this point um, with Noah. And that was me, Noah, and Enrique stopped by on that episode. Um, and we were thinking that we were going to be back at that point, but it ended up not working out. We have it, we hadn't figured out as well as we wished we did, um, the recording schedule, but now, uh, as I talked about in the last episode, um, our record, our Ozzy and our schedules have been like polar opposites recently, but, but Ozzy has a day off now during the week. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so that certainly changes some things and um, will give us a little bit more flexibility with recording, which will be nice. Um, that being said, that still doesn't give you very much flexibility for uh, seeing movies. So have you seen, I mean, okay, it's been, like we said, it's been like multiple months at this point since you recorded, but what was the last movie you saw in the theaters? Frozen 2. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, at least we have one movie we can talk about. <laughs> I mean, let's start there, I guess. We're going to go quickly through these because, you know, we're not trying to dwell on them. We want the list to be the center of these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you think of Frozen 2? As a, um, as a Frozen hater, since you are a Frozen hater. I'm not a Frozen <laughs> hater, bro. <laughs> My roommate just screamed that I am. Um, I liked it better than the first one. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I really liked it as well. I, I liked I liked the, the thing that made me really interested in this one better than the first one mm-hmm. is just because I really liked the mythology behind it. Yeah. So I thought the storytelling with this one was really interesting. Um, how like they kind of went deeper into their family's past and how that really affects their present time. So mm-hmm. I just really liked that. Um, I didn't and I, I, this is a bold statement, and we haven't had a bold statement in a, in a long time. I know. But Olaf wasn't like I really found Olaf kind of annoying in the first one. Okay. But in this one, I ended up really loving him. Like he was actually <laughs> super freaking hilarious in, in the second one, um, especially with that storytelling scene that he had with uh, Sterling K. Brown. I love that scene so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, overall, I thought it was a really great movie. I thought the animation, as always, it's Disney. It's 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 amazing. I thought the animation this movie was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music, I think the music was was definitely was definitely really good this this time around too. Yeah. Um. There's look. I I completely agree with everything you said. I think um this dives into the characters a little bit more. This um 
which I appreciate as someone who does like the first one, or, like, really likes the first one, and then, um, likes the characters. And then, I, I also think that, um, it, it's just, it, it's really, it's a well-told story, you have a lot of reveals that are kind of, um, done, re done relatively well, and, yeah, I, I liked a lot of the visuals in this, in the, in the movie, but... There's one thing that I that made me like I was going to talk about this movie even if you hadn't seen it and there was one and there's one reason and that's and <laughs> this is we're going to get we're going to get serious for no reason talking about Frozen but we're going to do it anyway. Um the song The Next Right Thing that um I think it's it's Anna who sings that. Mm -hmm. Um that song is one of the most um incredible and um poignant songs in a movie about uh about grief and about how you how people deal with grief and like the only way people can deal with grief it's one it's it's incredible like i you know obviously the it's like musically good like it's uh, you know well well done and all that and uh, it's Kristen bell who sings that um, and she she does a great job but i just think it's so well written like it's literally it's just about like because uh, spoilers for Frozen 2, I guess, uh, for like the next 30 seconds if you care. Uh, it's when she thinks Elsa is is dead. And she is just in this moment of pure and total grief. And she does not know what to do. And all she can muster up the strength to do is just take a step. And she can barely get off her feet. And it is so well written and so well executed. I just, I think that it is... It is one of the best animated moments I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was really well done too. Um, just that whole thing that um, where she was essentially taking that step. I do agree with that because it's so true. Like uh, people, people who haven't dealt with extreme grief before struggle to understand how much strength it takes just to figure out what you're doing next. Like in terms of like even just going about your day like it's just you you completely shut down sometimes and it's just it's so easy to completely shut down and i just think this that song and the way it's written deals with that so perfectly so that's that's why i wanted to talk about this movie i, I overall i think it's not like the best movie of the year or anything like that i don't think it'll make my top 10 at the end of the year but i i just that moment blew me away so I just had to talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. All right, uh, the other movie I want to talk about uh, is I really want to talk about is Knives Out. Have you seen? You haven't seen Knives Out, right? No, I plan uh, on seeing it. You've though. got to see it. This movie will make my top ten very easily. It might be my number one uh, so far at this point in the year. Uh, Knives Out is incredible. It is a murder mystery, but it goes like okay, like when when I say it's a murder mystery and I say it's unpredictable you're gonna be like okay yeah sure a murder mystery unpredictable duh this movie like takes the idea of a murder mystery and like spins it on its head and does like black backflips with it it's like it's insane what ryan johnson does with this movie like i just i was in love with this movie um it it's it's one of those movies where okay i went to see this movie with my whole family like um well not my whole family i guess alicia was gone at that point but i went i went to see this movie with like a bunch of people, right? I went to see this movie with my my sister, my mom, my brother. Uh, Kendrick was here, friend of the show, Kendrick. Uh, we all went to go see this movie. Literally, every single one of us was like, "That was good." 
that's that's hard to do okay my mom has different tastes gabriella my little sister has very different tastes she, it's she's impossible to please with movies uh she's if it's not cartoon she doesn't like it um and she, even she was like that was good and i was like all right now we know we have a winner here <laughs> like this this i'm knives out is one of the best movies of the year everyone on earth should go see it i, I beg of you um and yes, I'm aware Jeremy Johns is like the only person on the planet who gave it like a semi-negative review. He, he is clearly letting his uh, anti-Last Jedi biases interfere with him. Uh, moving on from that. Um, I don't know. What are some other big movies that came out recently? Uh, I feel like I'm missing stuff. Uh, what movies have come out recently that you've, uh, anno- you're annoyed at yourself that you've missed? That's a good question, hmm. I guess. Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh, that's that. I saw that one on the same day. I saw, uh, or no, it was the next day, but on the same the same weekend, I saw Knives Out. Uh, it is very good. It's also a very heavy hitter for uh, top ten at the end of the year. Uh, you should see yeah. that. I that's one that I think. Did I even text you after that? I meant to text you if I didn't, and I I literally was thinking like, this is a movie Ozzy will love. Like, yeah. <laughs> I literally, I really like, had it. you in mind when I, after I came out of that movie, I was like, Ozzy's going to like this movie. Um, <laughs> the the last movie I saw before Frozen was Joker. I don't know if you guys already knew that. That movie actually, was amazing. Did we, I, we, I think we briefly talked about it. Um, that movie yeah. was crazy. If, 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 you know, if you guys already reviewed it, I yeah. saw it already, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, I, I think Noah and I briefly mentioned it. We wanted to save it for when you were going to be on because the original plan was for when was for the next episode for us to have a Joker conversation with the whole Scorsese fiasco. Um, but yeah, um, Noah and I are a little bit more negative on it. Uh, I, 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 I'm not like... I was annoyed after I saw this movie because, like, I wanted to have a super strong take about it. I wanted to be like, I love this movie or I hate this movie. And I ended up being like, eh. Like, I, I, was, I was very middle of the road about it and I was annoyed, but. Um, Why? I, I, was it just because, like, there, was it the performance or was it the story? No, I mean, well, obviously, what? it's not the performance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I, was, that's why I was saying. I was like, I mean, was it the performance? No. Oh, you're not going to say the performance, but Look, I'm hoping that. <laughs> obviously, it's not the performance. I, I just think that it has a bunch of. I don't. I don't think it either doesn't know what it wants to say, or I don't think it says it says what it does want to say very well. Is my biggest problem with the movie. I think it really struggles with what its ultimate message is, and um, it's just an origin story. I, okay, but the movie itself and the filmmaker and the the actor clearly think that there's a, there's some depth to it. I, I don't think passing it off as just an origin story is fair to what they were intending. Um, I, I think that there, there's some, there is intended depth to this movie. I just don't think that they nail all of the underlying uh, meaning behind it. Um, so I don't know. But I, I think, again, I, I'm, I'm very, I was annoyed because I was like, I want to have like a super strong take about this movie and come guns a-blazing, but I, I did it. No sad. <laughs> um <laughs> Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was really disappointing. Like, it's it's just a very okay movie. Uh, that's the, you know, Tom Hanks might get nominated for Best Actor. for That's a Mr. Rogers movie, by the way, if you don't know. Uh, I saw yeah. that recently. Um, Tom Hanks might get nominated, but 
you know, and there's some really good performances in the movie, but beyond that, like, it's just like, it's fine. Um, trying to think what else I really want to see Quinn and Slim, but I didn't, uh, I will probably see that soon though. Anyway, uh, those are the most recent movies. I guess those are the most relevant, so I can stick to that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what's been going on on that front. Are you, do you have Disney plus? I do. Are you watching the Mandalorian? I only watched the first episode. Okay. Uh, that that's one that I think I think you're gonna like Mandalorian. Do you, did you like the first episode? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Super. It was like action packed. My coworker was actually telling me it's not like um, it's not like overly visualized. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's fair. Not like not like the I mean from when we had saw from at least when we had seen it at the point. Mm-hmm. So he was just he was just saying that it wasn't like over CGI ish. Yeah. That's so fair. it it plays um, like a western, which I think is really unique, and I, I appreciate it. Like sure. a futuristic western. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it was it's a, really it's cool. It's a sci-fi so, western, essentially. Um, yeah, I like the the first episode was really good. I mean, I'm right now. For those of you guys who don't know, I have since we last spoken, I have watched the entirety of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Um, so now I'm a huge fan. I even got my roommate into it, and then he got our other friend into it. So good. Um, so that's something that happened. Um, I am currently binge watching The Crown, yes. but I have stopped binge watching The Crown due to you got distracted my anime. By anime. <laughs> my anime, because I just found out that my anime is back. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they never stop making the episodes. So I got a Funimation account, and now I'm trying to hurry up and watch that. Um, before <laughs> before the friggin' free trial. Um, yep, for the trial on <laughs> down. So that's what I'm doing. Once I'm done with that, I'm almost done. I only have like seven episodes left. So I was kind of doing that today. And then once I'm done, I can go back to The Crown, which I'm super excited about because I do miss The Crown. And I love their um, – I love I love the score in that show. Yo, super amazing so score. Good. Isn't the – I love look, it. <laughs> that, the Crown is like – it's like – oh, man. I just – and I love you wouldn't Claire think, Foy yes, Claire, Claire Foy is so good. So I literally, amazing. when I, when that first season came out and I watched it, I was just like, I literally like would like, I would be at work, like just doing my, like, cause that was when I was working at like a, uh, like a, in a, in like the warehouse of a marketing place. And I, I would be just be doing these jobs of like, it's the same thing over and over again. And my mind would just drift to be like, man. Claire Foy is so freaking good. Like, <laughs> she's just so good. Like, I would just be thinking about that for, like, literally hours upon hours about how good Claire Foy is in that show. Uh, you know season three, it, like, recasts everybody, right? Yeah, and I'm upset about it. I'm just like, no! I mean, it's more brilliant <laughs> actors. I mean, it's Olivia Colman. You can't really go wrong there <laughs> with Olivia Colman. I know. But it, it is I, like, I'm gonna oh, miss man. Claire Foy. Yeah, for real, for real. And Vanessa so Kirby. Well. And Vanessa Kirby, I know, for Vanessa sure. Kirby did an amazing job. Yeah. Oh boy. So, so like, when I yeah. when I because I, I totally forgot that she was in that she was uh, that she was in this. So, oh, so yeah. like when I saw her name in the intro, mm. um, I was like, oh crap, she's in this. Yeah. And I remember you and they, and they brought me back to summer. You were telling me when we were watching. I think we watched Fallout together. Mm-hmm. Um, where you were telling me, hey, yeah, she's in she's in the Crown, and I had no idea at the time. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, the other thing. Uh, I want to talk about, I'm not able to talk about it as the Irishman. We will hopefully talk about it in the next episode because I, I've started it, 
But because, as I've mentioned plenty of times before in the last couple episodes we recorded over the past, like, three months, um, I have mentioned that my work situation is terrible. So, well, I won't say terrible. It's difficult. Uh, my work situation is difficult. <laughs> so, uh, it makes it difficult to watch uh, three-hour-plus movies. So, uh, we're, we're working through that uh, issue. Uh, hopefully, this weekend, I'll have time to sit down and watch it. Um, also, I don't know if uh, any of our uh, anim- members of the Anime Roundtable will be listening to this, but if you are, guys, I found an anime that I absolutely loved, and uh, we will hopefully have another Anime Roundtable so I can gush about it. That's what all anime I'll say. is it? Um, all right, you know what? I'll just say it now. Uh, that is the Fate series, uh, Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night. I binged through Fate Zero so quickly, and then I thought Fate Stay Night wasn't on Netflix, and then I found it on Netflix, and I was like, okay, well, now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I watched Fate Stay Night. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I have finished both of those. Um, there, um, There's three movies, like a trilogy of movies that is like a third part of that storyline that are out-ish, so I'm kind of in between trying to figure out how I'm going to watch those. Uh, the third one's not out yet. And then... That whole series is very complicated because there's like a billion other shows, but they none of them take place in the same timeline. So I'm like debating on if I want to like spend time watching all these other things that aren't connected to the main story. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Um, but anyway, I really love that uh, that series. So next time we have anime roundtable, I will be talking heavily about that. That being said, let's get into these lists, Ozzy. Let's do it. All right. So. What do you want to start with? You want to start sci-fi or you want to start comedy? Let's do comedies. Ooh, all right. All right. So explain to me your methodology with these movies. Like what what was your criteria? What what was there anything you decided to keep off the list just because it's like it's technically a comedy, but you didn't think of it as a comedy? Was there anything like that? I had a struggle with one. Okay. I don't say what it is but because added, maybe it's I'm on my list. Say, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna even say it. I'm gonna wait. Okay. Um, I, I, I was with my roommate and, you know, I was asking, I was like, Hey, what would you, like, what would you, would you, would you put this? And he was just like, yeah. And I thought, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, all right, I'm going to put it down. Cause it was like a struggle. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's, it's technically this drama, this, this genre, but it's mm-hmm. also this genre. Yeah. So I was just like, man, screw it. I'm just going to put it on. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay, so I and I, I had it and I had it for two of those. Also, in this, I had it for one of them. Also, in the sci-fi movie. Yes. Okay. The sci- so the top ten sci-fi. All right. We'll. I'm gonna say this now. Because we'll we'll reemphasize it again when we get to sci-fi. We decided, especially for sci-fi. I I don't know if maybe this is alluding to something that might be on your list. I debated about something on comedies, but especially for sci-fi, we're avoiding superhero movies. They complicate things, and it, we decided it would be better for sci-fi especially if we just kept them off. We'll, probably on the next episode that we record will be a top 10 superhero movies of the decade. We will dedicate yeah. a whole thing to it. There were definitely some ones that I considered for comedy. I don't, don't speak about it if, <laughs> if one of them snuck on your list. That's completely fine. Um, but, yeah, so there were a couple that... 
comedy was difficult for me because there's a lot that it's like, okay, is that a comedy? Is it like a coming of age movie? Is it a drama? Like there are tons of indies that I wanted to put on here. I'll say right now, I thought about putting Lady Bird on here for a second yep. it was on the list. Yeah. But I was just like, no, like it's, I, at the end of the day with this, I kind of had to think of it at a, as either a comedy first, or I had to like have moments that I just like died laughing even though it wasn't, like, fully a comedy in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, let's get into these lists. Uh, what we're going to do is we will, go, um, <clears throat> we will go 10 through 8. So I, I will go 10 through 8. Then you will go 10 through 8. Then we will go uh, 6 and 7. I'll go, I'll go 6 and 7. You'll go 6 and 7. And then we will trade one apiece in the top five. How about that? Sounds good to me. All right. So my number 10. If it's on your list, like way up ahead, just let me know and we'll wait on the discussion. If it's like really close, let me know the number and we'll talk about it. If it's not on your list, let me know. Jumanji. I didn't put it on my list. Okay. Um, I was that uh, like a choice, like that you just didn't think it was worth it, or do you, did you, it just it was, not? You didn't have the I space. I thought it was. I thought it was more of an adventure. Interesting. Movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like it was because that, that's how I. Took I think it that's as. fair. That that's fair. Like like and I and I and and I wanted to save it because I was also thinking about putting it on my on like a sci-fi. Ooh, interesting. But I also was just like, it's still adventure. You yeah. Because I mean? yeah. the setting is very adventury. Yeah. So I was just like, man, I was so I was so like I was so conflicted between the two because I loved. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also thought it was super adventury, so I was yeah. just conflicted. <laughs> um, I I I think the. Yes, there are adventure elements to it, but I think the – and I, I, I like that you thought about it for sci-fi. That's interesting. I, I didn't even think about it for sci-fi. Uh, but um, I, I just think that the – Jack Black gives one of the best comedic performances of the decade period in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> so I literally was just like – I, I have to put this movie on just for Jack Black. Like, and I'm not even a, I'm not even like the biggest Jack Black person in the world, but man, he is incredible in this movie. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, it's literally mostly just for Jack Black. Um, but I do think that the movie overall has some really, really well thought out uh, moments and really funny, uh, a, a lot of stuff going for it. I think there's a lot of good stuff going for it. Um, sure. All right, my number nine, I know, is definitely not on your list because uh, it's like. People are going to roll their eyes when they hear me describe what this movie is. Uh, this is A Man Called Ove. This is... <laughs> um, this is a foreign film. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, roll your eyes. Continue to roll your eyes. I don't care. It is a Swedish movie. It was a... Um, I believe it was a nominee for Best Foreign Film... Foreign Language Movie in like 2015? 20... Something like that. It was definitely... In that area, maybe 2016. Um, and this movie, the, the highest praise I can give this movie is that this movie is not in English, clearly, because, like I said, it was a contender for best foreign language film. So I'm watching this movie via subtitles. And I was still, I still found this movie hilarious. Like, this movie, okay, what this movie is about, because they are, by the way, uh, so heads up, you know, you'll hear about this movie before it actually comes out here. Uh, they are remaking, or at least they were discussing remaking this movie uh, with Tom Hanks. So in English, obviously. So 
it, it, there will be an English version of this movie on the horizon at some point. But what this movie is about is this, this old man, this very old man who his wife dies and he decides that he is going to attempt to kill himself. So he goes and he's literally about to hang himself. He gets to the point where he's standing on the chair and then all of a sudden there's these kids outside that are playing in his like flower garden and he literally gets off the off the, the rope and he's like, all right, I've got to go yell at these kids. And it's like the most dark, ridiculous thing in the world. And it's not even like this is definitely a movie that I... I thought about taking it off because there is, like, it does have a more of a, like that indie, you know, not necessarily fully a comedy feel. But I just think it's so well written, so well acted, and I just think that more people should give this movie a chance. I know it's a foreign language film, so not many people will, but I, I just think this movie is so good. And, uh, yeah, so basically, like I said, he starts to develop a relationship with this um, family who just moved into his neighborhood, and it sort of convinces him slowly throughout the film to or they're they're kind of convincing him slowly throughout the film to you know not end it <laughs> um so again very dark humor but i it's just so well done I, I love that movie um my number eight so this is my last one before we move on to your uh bottom three that is the lego movie okay did that make your list at all no really because I, I I thought about it as like an animated movie. Yeah, you know? I I thought about that too. So like, I, I'm really so curious like was, to what made your list. Like you you seemed like you're really you seemed like you're really uh, strict about like a comedy comedy. I was trying to be like I think I let two movies like slip in. Okay. But like I was really just trying to focus on like comedy comedy. Yeah, mine mine the top half of my list is like very much more uh, comedy heavy on the, you know, comedy side. And I definitely feel like I forgot something. So I'm curious to see what's on your list. But anyway, uh, Lego movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I had to put this on the list, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like <laughs> this movie, like when I, I remember seeing this movie the first time and being like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Like, like it's just this movie is so good and so funny and so charming. And it's like it was the only animated movie I considered um, because I think every other animated movie you can put like other genres before it. And I, I think a lot of animated a lot of huge animated like movie fans or even animators get upset like when you know you consider like animated movies as a genre because and i understand the logic it's like yeah you know it's just a method of like making a movie like it's just there can be a, like other genres within animated movies and i think that that's completely fair and that's why i kind of leaned towards putting it on the list but, okay so i did um it. But it's just like this movie. This movie had every reason to be terrible, like <laughs> every reason. As soon as we forget this now, but this movie, everyone thought this was gonna be awful, and then you see it and you're just like, "What the heck? This movie was so fun." I, I just I had a blast at this movie, and I'll never forget being so. This is one. This might be the most surprising movie of. Uh, of the decade it was definitely it would definitely make that top 10 list if we ever do that one um yeah for sure um but anyway all right what's your 10 through 8 
Okay, so my 10, uh, my 10 through 8, let me go ahead and pull this up. Okay, so my number 10 is Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that's the one I thought you might put on there. And I think that's yep. fair. That's the only one I considered as well. Yep, I was just like, I was like, man, oh man, like, this, is, this is killing me. Um, so I put Thor Ragnarok on here because um, it, it's, I, 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 to me, this is like, if you're going to have any comic, like any, like any, um, like any kind of genre in the MCU, I would I would consider that movie to be like the comedic genre mm-hmm. to me. So that's why I put it on there. I think it's fair. It like, like, you're not gonna find any arguments for me. I heavily considered it. Yeah, so that's why I put it on there. Um, and then I would say the next one I let also slide. Okay. I'm just gonna give them both to you right now. So your two cheats. Here we go. Let's go. So my number nine is Deadpool. Okay. I also, I thought about it for a split second but i'm not a big deadpool fan in general so you know like i love this i love the first one obviously the first one is is, mm-hmm. is, is the better one than the second mm-hmm. one but i love the first one and to me this one also deserved to be on my list because mm-hmm. this one also had the biggest guts to me mm-hmm. um because they were just you know because when ryan reynolds was trying to you know make this movie he was just like it needs to be rated r mm-hmm. it needs to be and it's the first superhero movie of its kind that really pushed for it to be rated R. So now we got movies like Logan and now the Joker. And I, I personally believe it happened because this movie was so popular and successful and also very funny. And I, you know, I think that, you know, now we can have rated R movies um, that, you know, like like this, for instance, that that, that can happen. Um, so I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then my number eight, I don't know if, I don't know. I think this might be higher in your list. Um, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yes, that is higher on my list. I will say, <laughs> I will say this for the, for the comedies though, especially I'm going to keep pumping up uh, my top five. I'm really happy with my top five. Um, you might not be, but I really am. Uh, but in my top five, it basically like the order kind of goes out the window. Like I ordered it, but. I yeah, mine's <laughs> mine's goes out the window a little bit in this list, to be honest, because yeah. I was like, man, like sci-fi. I'm more difference. confident in the order. This, it's just like once I get into the top five, I'm just like, these are my top five. I don't really have an order. Uh, but what we do in shadows is firmly in the top five. I will say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can talk about that when we get there. Um, Perfect. All right, so I'll do my seven and six now. <clears throat> all right, so my number seven. I had to put a Wes Anderson movie on here. That's another that's another movie or another set of movies that you could argue isn't just a full-on comedy, but I, I would argue it, it's, you know, it, it is. Uh, and I, I had I was either I was stuck between Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom. I ended up choosing Moonrise Kingdom uh, just because that's my like personal favorite. I think Grand Budapest Hotel might be the better movie, but I I just enjoy uh, Moonrise Kingdom a, a lot more. Uh, this cast is stacked, by the way. Uh, Edward Norton, Bruce Willis, like I mean, it's, uh, uh, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand. Uh, who else is in this? Oh, Gary, or, or not Gary Oldman. Uh, is Gary Oldman in this? He might actually be in this. There's so many people in this movie. Um, but anyway. Oh, Lucas Hedges is in this too. I always forget about that. Um, but this movie, have you seen Moonrise Kingdom? I don't think I have. Okay. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, Wes Anderson movies 
it's he's one of those directors who are, that when you watch a Wes Anderson movie, you know you're watching a Wes Anderson movie. Um, he, he has a very very pr- uh, particular style, and I think this movie captures it um, probably the best. And I think it's just one of the most kind of fun adventure comedy type movies uh, there is. Um, if you don't know what it's about, it's like uh, this camp. Uh, they're away at like this. Uh, sleepaway camp essentially and um two campers kind of run off together and then the rest of the the adults and the campers are trying to find the the two kids who ran off together it is it is so good it is so funny it is so uh just i i just it's a fun adventure i really like that movie so all right uh moving on to my number six I'm curious if if you thought of this one, and I'm curious if this might be one that you kind of kept off because you didn't consider it a full-on comedy. The Wolf of Wall Street. I've never finished that movie. What? what? To be honest with you. Wow. Like, and I wanted to be, and I wanted to be like honest about it on the show. So if anybody that I know watches it, like, I'm sorry for lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody talks. Everybody's talking to me, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you need to, yeah. <laughs> you need to fix that. Um, first of all, uh, second of all, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. I, I, if you want to argue it's not a full-on comedy, I think I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, I just think that uh, this movie is clearly. Like even even not the overtly like funny funny like hilarious moments like obviously the very famous uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio drug scene probably Leo's greatest moment of acting ever um, when when he's crawling it's his convertible it's it's incredible and he's trying to kill Jonah Hill in his uh, kitchen it's, it's like, oh my gosh it's amazing <laughs> like it has some overtly just laugh out loud hilarious moments. But it is clearly below the surface meant to be a very, very dark comedy. Uh, you know, this is a, 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 a movie that has like things that it's trying to say, but it says it by like making fun of it in a very like dark and depressing way. Um, so I, I just think that, you know, we can't ignore uh, black comedies on this list. And this is. The, the, this is like the pinnacle of that of the decade for me. I, I just saw, oh man, The Wolf of Wall Street is so great. I had to include it um, just outside my top five, but I had to include it. All right, what's your seven and six? Okay, so my seven and six um, are going to be, first one's going to be Logan Lucky. It was on my list for so long and it barely got cut. It was like my number 11. Bro, I love this movie so much. It's one of my. It was one of my favorite movies of the year, mm-hmm. and I think Daniel Craig gave one of the best performances I've ever seen him give, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his character. I loved uh, Channing Tatum. I think this is Channing Tatum's best performance, um, and I just love the comedy in the movie. It's so great, <laughs> and the writing is so genius too. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't blame you for this one. I think this movie is really fun and really funny. The thing that pushed me over the edge, like I said, it was on. Like it literally might be my number eleven. Like it was on there for the till the very end. <laughs> it was on there. 
the thing that pushed me o- over the edge, though, was I got into this debate in my head of, like, is it more comedy or is it more heist movie? Obviously, it's a heist comedy. But I, I don't know. Like, I got into that debate of, like, eh, you know, like, I could go either way with it. Like, if, it were, if we were doing a heist list, it might make my heist list. And I don't know. But that was just the debate I was having with myself. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is going to be, I don't know if this one made your list. Mm. But if it did, I don't know if it's higher. Uh, Girl Strip. I. Uh, this is one that, like, as I solidified my list, I saw that and I was like, I should probably include that. But I just didn't. Oh, man. I, 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 I could have included it very easily, but it did not make my list at the end of the day. I think this is... Like one of the, I think to me, this is the best um, female led mm. comedy I've ever seen. Interesting. And I, and I, and I loved this movie. You I, know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I absolutely love this movie. I saw this movie with you, and I think I saw it with you and your mom, and I was crying the entire time because <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and this is where we actually, this is, and this is Tiffany Haddish's breakout movie, I think. I mean, I mean, um, this, so, I mean, to me, <laughs> if this would have made the list, it would have been the Jum- the Jumanji factor of like, there's just a purely brilliant performance in this movie that I couldn't exclude. You know what I mean? Like Tiffany Haddish would have been the, the reason I put this on the list. But like I said, just, I, I ended up just not doing it. Um, but I think it's completely fair. Like Tiffany Haddish is brilliant in this movie. Like I, if you remember, there were I, I, you know, I when we discussed uh, like um, who we would nominate that year, I was the one who was like nominate Tiffany Haddish, nominate Jack Black. <laughs> like I was like nominate both of them. Like they're both hilarious and like oh man, that was such a. Uh, they, they need to nominate comedic performances more. They do. Um, but yeah, so I think that's completely fair. It's interesting that you go best uh, female led comedy of like. Uh, you know, even of the decade, I think so. because I think so. <laughs> there's there's a movie that most people I feel would put on this list that I, based on what you just said and what I know of my list, I don't think is going to make this list. Bridesmaids. Yes, I haven't seen Bridesmaids. Interesting. I have. I want to see it. I have seen it before, but it's been so long. So we're both, I guess, ill-informed when it comes to bridesmaids. We will both uh, do more homework on that. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen it once was, for sure, but it's been so long. I was. It came out in I don't know if I've seen. So yeah, because I don't know if I saw it or if it came out like, or if I just forgot about it completely. Yeah. Because it came out a while ago, and I saw it. You know, I was like, damn, like bridesmaids, but I didn't know. But like, I was like, I don't remember it, so yeah. it's not fair to the list if I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Well, let's get into this top five. We're going to go trade one apiece from here on out. Uh, My number five is a movie. I don't, this is the newest movie on this list. And I don't think you ended up seeing it. I think this was, I I think you missed this one. Booksmart. You didn't see this, right? I don't think I did. Okay. Booksmart, I, I wanted to include it in the top five and it very easily could end up at, like at my number one when all is said and done, like for, <laughs> you know, the more I see this movie, I literally almost bought this movie the other day, but I was like, nah, maybe Enrique will get it for, for me for Christmas or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Booksmart is one of the best movies of the year, flat out. 
and it's clearly the best comedy of the year. I would be shocked if something were able to over overtake it. Um, I, Who's it, in it? Um, oh, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Beanie Feldstein. Uh, she's, um, I believe, she's Jonah Hill's sister, uh, number one. But she's been in. Uh, she was in Lady Bird. She was in something else that I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, she was in Neighbors Two. I guess I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, she's the best friend in Ladybird. Mm, okay. And then, uh, Caitlin Denver or Dever, I don't know. Um, she was in Detroit. I don't know if you would know, or I, I don't know if you'd be able to pick her out from that though. And she was in, um, that Netflix miniseries, uh, Unbelievable, which I don't, did you see that? That just came out this year? No. Okay. Not. Um, but anyway. Um, it's those two, they're best friends. This is obviously uh, directed by um, Olivia Cook or Olivia Wilde. Excuse me, Olivia Cook. Olivia Wilde. Um, and what a what a debut! Uh, this movie, it's 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 um, it is pulled by the relationship and the the relationship between these two characters and uh, just the way that they are written. And it is just so fun, so funny. Uh, there's, uh, me and Noah reviewed this movie and we were both kind of on the same page where there's not like these mo like, I don't think there's completely like, you know, fall out of your seat, laugh out loud, hilarious moments, but it's one of the most consistent comedies of the year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. it's very consistently just really, really fun and funny. And I just had a blast with this movie and I think it's, yeah, it's just really fun and, it's one of the best movies of the year for a reason, and um, I hope that it gets award attention. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Um, what's your number five? <clears throat> my number five is going to be She's Out of My League. Not on my list. I didn't even think of that one. Interesting. This movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I love this movie. This is, um, let me pull up the cast list. Me one sec, but this movie is pretty much about. I wouldn't have even thought of this. I've seen this. This is like a bridesmaids for me. I've seen it before. I don't remember it. Those are for those of you guys who have not heard of this movie. Um, this movie is pretty much about a guy who think of it like a like a, you know Jay Baruchel is actually in this movie. You mm -hmm. have uh, T.J. Miller, Mike Vogel, Alice Eve, um, and a ton of other ton of other people here. But um, Kristen Ritter, know, she, yeah, she's also in this movie too. Um, Essentially, it's about this 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 average guy, you know, who, who meets this beautiful girl. You know, he's a TSA agent, but he he meets this amazing girl, um, super beautiful girl. She she loses her phone, you know. He gives it back to her, and you know, and from there, you know, they end up being a thing. And it's pretty much about like this guy trying to um, be um, what they call her, essentially like a ten, like a nine, or whatever mm -hmm. the heck, or whatever the heck it is. And he's just trying to be as good for her. Um, because you know, nobody understands why she's with him and it's about that. And, and it's, I find it super funny because it's literally, it's literally like guys, you know, it's literally about like, it's, it's kind of like hanging out with your guys, you know what I mean? Like just trying to talk and you're having guy talk and then also like you because, you know, she's also having discussion with her friends too, uh, that you see in a couple scenes and I just find it super funny and it's also like a romantic kind of comedy too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really loved it and I just, it's, it's, you know, Chris, that's where I was introduced to Alice Eve, Jay Barishaw, 
um, Kristen, um, Kristen Ritter, and, and I, I loved it. I thought the whole movie was amazing. Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my number four is a bit of a cheat. Kind, it's it's a cheat because I chose one movie to be the representative for two movies, <laughs> and I think okay. you might know what I'm talking about when I say that. Go I ahead. chose Twenty Two Jump Street. Yep, but that's that's higher on my list. Okay. Yep. Did you put both of them on there, or did you only choose one? one? Okay. Only choose one. Okay. Do, do, did you pick Twenty Two as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. But, that was, that's, but uh, it's that's higher, so up. we'll wait. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is The Nice Guys. That was, again, very close for me, <laughs> but I couldn't do it because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't think of it fully as a comedy for, in my mind for some reason. Isn't it weird how, like, our brains do that? Like, you're like, I don't know. I didn't think of that one as a comedy with, like, Jumanji. And I'm just like, I thought of it as a comedy. But then you, like, put, like, nice guys. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think of it as a comedy fully. It's so weird. Uh. But I had to do it for, for Ryan Gosling's performance. Yeah, for like real. They nominated him for the wrong Thing. Oh, they hundred percent did. <laughs> we are both on the same page with that. Got nominated for the wrong movie. For the wrong friggin' movie. Like when they gave his Oscar thing that year, I'll never forget it. Everybody else was so epic, and then his scene was so whatever. And I was like, oh my god, could have been nice guys. <laughs> could have been nice guys. <laughs> oh man, I loved Ryan Gosling in this movie. This is probably my favorite uh, movie with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had a brilliant performance. Him and the chem- the chemistry between him and Russell Crowe was absolutely amazing. Um, and the fact that the setting of this movie took place in the 70s is even better. So yeah. I love the movie. Um, and it was super funny. I remember you and I having a really great time. This movie is super yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. It's really <laughs> fun. I, I, I Look, I, I, you know, I, you're going to hear, you've been hearing this a lot so far, but this is not seeking anything bad about the movie. It just didn't end up on my list, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, uh, my number three is a movie I'm 99% sure is not on your list. Okay. <laughs> and that is Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Nope. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, I completely understand. This might be the first one where we just straight up disagree on, and that's completely fine. Um, the after thing we is, watch it, though. After, I think I have to give it another shot. Okay, the thing with this movie is, and the thing with, honestly, most of the movies in my top five, other than maybe Booksmart, which, I, like I said, I think is really consistent, most of the movies in my top five have flaws. Like, they are not perfect movies, right? And Popstar is certainly in that category. But, like I said when I was talking about how I thought about this list, I wanted things that were... I, I wanted things that were, like, either super, super consistent, like a book smart, or I wanted something that had highs like nothing else <laughs> on the list. And Popstar certainly fits into that second category. Popstar has so many high moments... Yes, there's some low moments. It is a flawed movie uh, to its core. But at the same time, this movie is just, like, this, the music in this movie is just amazing. <laughs> like, uh, again, when I'm sitting at that, like, uh, terrible job in, like, uh, in a warehouse, and I'm literally, like, humming to my head, like, F. Bin Laden, I'm just like, I can't, what am I doing? <laughs> What is happening to me? Like, I'm literally, like, that's what's running through my head is, like, that stupid song from this movie. <laughs> like, and the, <laughs> the Mona Lisa song. Like, oh, my gosh. The the Gay Pride song. It's just, like, what is happening? This movie is, oh, my gosh. Like, the highs in this movie are higher probably than anything else on this list other than maybe, like, one other thing. 
So, yeah, that's why it made my number three spot. Um, like I okay. said, the order in my top five <laughs> kind of falls apart anyway, so <laughs> you can kind of ignore it anyway. <laughs> um, what do you got for your number three? My number three is Game Night. Yeah, that's one that oh, we're going to disagree on in the other sense. I think it's fine. I love this movie. Yeah, I thought I this movie was really great. Um, I especially loved the glass joke, mm. the glass table joke. I thought that was super hilarious. Um, and yeah, I just really, I really had a great time in this movie. And the fact that it was kind of like a murder mystery kind of thing, mm-hmm. kind of element, I really enjoyed. So that's why it's on my top ten. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, like I said, I we just disagree on that one, and that's completely fine. We've had back to our number threes is the disagreeing slot. Although I do think that there might be another one on this list that we're going to disagree on, and that one more dramatically. Um, my number two is I'm curious if this one snuck on the other guys. Nope. Are you not an other guys fan? I am, but I just I it didn't make the cut. Okay. Like it was close. It was like top fifteen. The other guys is one of those. <laughs> the other guys is one of those movies where, like, I think a lot of it is a nostalgia factor because, like, this is like when, I, like, 2010. This movie came out at the beginning of the decade, 2010. We were in, we we were in middle school at that point, right? We we're in eighth grade when that movie came out. Ninth grade. Eighth grade freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on when in 2010 it came out. So, um, like, this was like, you know, we saw this at a very, very uh, impressionable age. <laughs> And we were just watching this movie, dying laughing at the stupid humor in this movie. And this movie is probably not as good as, like, our nostalgia brains let us remember. But that's completely fine. Because, you know what? This is my top ten list. And I can do whatever I want. And I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. And I, I think this is a movie I've seen so many times that there's little things that make me die laughing in this movie. Like, you know, they're sitting at work in the police station. What's Mark Wahlberg doing? If you look at his computer, he's playing solitaire. It's like, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's literally just playing solitaire on his computer. It's like, and he lit, I think he even has a line, like, right around that moment where he's like, I'm working. I'm like, I'm busy. Like, it's like, wow, so stupid. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what's your number two? My number two is 22 Jump Street. Okay. Um, now we can talk about it. Yeah. I mean... It's it's my stand-in for both of them. I, I literally, like, I could go either way. I think 22 is slightly better, so that's the one I chose. Again, a flawed yeah. movie because I think, uh, oh, what's her name? That one girl. I think she's so bad in this movie. Um, I know who you're talking about. Jillian Bell. Is that I her name? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she's so terrible. Like, it's, a, again, a flawed movie because, like, she I, I just did not like that part of it. But... It doesn't matter because, like, again, it's the pop star syndrome. Like, the highs in this movie are hilarious. And the same thing in uh, 21 Jump Street. Like, oh, my gosh. I could go, like I said, I could go either way. Yeah, I I love this movie. This movie was hilarious. Um, The chemistry that Channing Tatum has with uh, Jonah Hill is absolutely amazing. So good. Um, Yeah, Yeah. uh, Jillian Bell. Yeah, but I I loved I loved uh, Ice Cube in, in as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's, I he's even better in this movie because he has that moment again. You want to talk about memorable moments in a movie <laughs> when yep. he realizes <laughs> what's going on with his dog, <laughs> like literally contender for a scene of like the decade. <laughs> like it's so good. I, oh my gosh, so good. I love it so much. It, it, it literally, hilarious. it's like between that and like Leo's drug scene as like my favorite comedy scenes of the decade. You know what I mean? Oh my! 
so good. Yeah, I, I I loved it. I think I think he did an amazing job. I scream. This is probably one of his best performances. Yeah. But I think he did an amazing job. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one is what we do in the shadows. It's the one we talked about way before. Um, yep. So we can talk about it now. I mean. Again, like I say, you can kind of ignore order for the top five, but <laughs> I mean, this is one. This this is the most unique movie on this list. This is you know, it, it's it's just so. This is probably the smartest movie on this list. Like I think this is so such a smart comedy. It is able to kind of do things in a really uh, in a way that you, you kind of like. You take a second, and you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, what are the, the, you're just like, what is happening? And this is a movie, I'll never forget the first time I turned this movie on. I was like, I got like literally maybe like 30 seconds at most in. I paused it, and I was like, I need other people to watch this movie now. <laughs> I literally like ran upstairs and was like, Alicia, come watch this movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've never looked back. It is so funny. Uh, there's so many memorable moments, memorable lines. Obviously, uh, the f- funniest uh, single line is uh, uh, the virgin in the sandwich line. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, you know, another uh, honorable mention, though, is uh, when they're trying to figure out what to do and... <laughs> Uh, I, Ivar the cruel or whatever his name is. He's like, hey, we should get some slaves. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's, just, it's amazing. Oh boy, I just I love this movie. Uh, it it's just it is Taika's brain just like out in the open. You're just like it's just like a box, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how all of this insanity fits into your brain. <laughs> it's like what is happening. Uh, speaking of which, I really wanted to see um, um, Jojo Rabbit, but it's not in theaters by me anymore, so I'm going to have to wait. Um, that movie looks insane. I'm very curious about it. Uh, but anyway, what's your number one? My number one is Where the Millers. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. How, have I, I seen th- this movie? I think I have. I've seen parts of I it saw at least. This, I saw this movie with Tarion. I don't forget. I think it was like... I think it had to be it had to be our junior year, my junior year, because I saw it with my junior year going into my senior year, because I saw it with Terion and my friend Chris, and all of us were crying, laughing. Interesting. Like we were. I need crying, to give, I, I need to watch this movie. I, I don't. And I it, think I've seen at least parts of it. Yeah. And it's so funny. Um. And 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 one of my favorite scenes is when you have Jennifer Aniston kissing. Um. The actor who's in the cop in Detroit, I forgot his name. Uh, but, uh, but you know, oh, what's his name? Let me. Uh, every time, every time we do this, we do this every time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyways, um, Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Pulling up the cast name now. There's a scene with these two characters. It's um, it's Jennifer Aniston's character and uh, Emma Roberts' character. They're both kissing Will Poulter, Poulter and right. it is the. F- it is the funniest scene because then Jason Sudeikis just walks in and he's just eating chips. <laughs> and he's just like, what is going on? And then uh, Molly C. Quinn's character is just like, what? And it's so funny because 
they're playing a family. So she literally thinks that he's kissing his mom and his sister when he's not. I just think it's so hilarious. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hilarious movie. Crows should definitely watch it. Yeah. I've either like that again, that's another movie that I've probably seen at least parts of it. Maybe I've seen it one full time. I don't know. Um, But yeah, uh, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) Like I said, I, I probably should watch it. All right, uh, let's move on to sci-fis. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, like we said, we kept out superhero movies. Um, as I was kind of looking through options for this, there were a lot that I was like, I don't know if I would consider that a, like a sci-fi movie. Like I would consider that like, you know, uh, this or like more of an action movie or more of a horror movie. Like there, there are definitely some cheats I put on here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there was definitely some that I just kept off. Uh, I don't know if you included any Star Wars movies. I did not. Um, because no, I did not. Okay, I, I just tend to not think of those as sci-fi movies. I think of them more as fantasy movies. Um, you could clearly include them, and I think that's completely fair. But I, I wouldn't. Um, if I did, I would put the last shot down here. Screw you. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, Uh, going to to continue on uh, to just rub it into the haters. I I had to start with this one. I could have put a different option in the same series on here, but I just wanted to, you know, rub it in the haters' face. And that is Star Trek Into Darkness. You put you put in a sci-fi movie? Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Okay. I didn't put any Star Wars or Star Trek movies because I was like Star Wars fantasy, like Star Wars fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, I, I think Star Trek leans more towards pure sci-fi. Um, you can argue about some of the older movies for sure. Uh, the newer movies, I think, definitely lean more towards pure sci-fi. But uh, again, I think it's completely fair. And you might just want to stay away from big franchise movies anyway with this kind of list. And that's fair as well. Um, but Into Darkness was the only... was I wanted to put one Star Trek movie on here as my number 10. Um, and... Into Darkness is my personal favorite, and I know that pisses a lot of Star Trek fanboys off, and I'm sorry, but it's a good yeah. movie. It's a good movie. Yep. And yep, I know, I like, you get all up in arms because it, you know, it ruins, like, you know, the mythology or whatever. I, I don't care. It's a good movie. <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is a good villain in the movie. So, you know, oh, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, like, he's one of the better villains of the decade in this movie. Like, I really, <laughs> really love him in this movie and this movie in general. It's the best of the series. Um, I also kind of wanted to put Beyond on there. I would probably go... Into Darkness beyond then the original, but they're all great, so I, I don't think that's downplaying any of them. Um, anyway, uh, my number nine is a movie I don't think you ended up seeing. Uh, I believe I reviewed this with Brianna last year, Upgrade. Yeah, I did not see it. Okay. Uh, Upgrade is sci-fi action, clearly. Um, and it's... It's got obviously the action sequences are what kind of um, what made it well loved by the general populace, but I think the sci-fi elements are actually the better part of this movie, and that's impressive considering that the action is really well done. Um, the The sci-fi elements of this movie are incredible. Like I think it has a lot of it has a lot to say about AI. It has a lot to say about um, you know humanity and like the you know you know, what the meaning of all of it, all of it is. I just think it's really well done. And 
I enjoyed the heck out of it. I think it was, you know, a really thrilling uh, sci-fi movie. Um, there's another sci-fi action movie that I did not put on this list that I'm curious to see if you made your list. Um, my third one is the last one that I think is kind of a cheat, and that's A Quiet Place. Okay, you put A Quiet Place on? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me see. Give me one second. Let me see if I put that. I think I did, but give me one second. Um, that is a quiet place you put. Yes, that's my number that's, eight. That's higher. Okay. That's higher on my list. Okay, so we'll save it. We'll save it. Um, all right. What's your number ten through eight? My number ten is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh my gosh! Did I forget to put that on? Oh my god. <laughs> I literally. Bro. All right. Star Trek fanboys, you get what you want. Blade Runner 2049 should be on this list. I must have omitted it for some reason. It is not because of you, Star Trek fans. I don't care about you. Um, I will put Blade Runner 2049. Uh, oh, boy. Where do I put it, though? Um, we'll say higher. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it later then. <laughs> I literally so like had it on my initial list, and I don't know how it ended up off my list when I started making cuts. That is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, what's your number nine? Um, my number nine is Inception. Oh right, that that yes, that uh, we can talk about it because that would have been bumped down to my number eight because of uh, Blade Runner. So yes, okay, cool. so it makes sense. All right, so it's your number nine, my number eight. Let's talk about it. Okay, so uh, Inception um, is stars Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Tom Hardy. It's, it's, it has a ton of people in this movie. Spoilers: It's the um, only Christopher Nolan movie I have on this list. True. Yeah, same. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> we but, don't have we don't have to fight about Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my you know what's funny? My friend was actually bringing that up, and I was just like, Nah, no. Yeah. I was like, we're on the same page the with best. Interstellar. I was like, and I know you're, I know you're not a big fan. Of, I know you don't get it, and because I know you and I have had this discussion separately. Uh -huh. But I was just like, if we were talking scores, maybe, but we're not. Yeah. yeah. So. No, <laughs> but um, no, I think Inception is a really great movie. Um, it, it has a lot of very awesome, unique moments in mm -hmm. this movie. Um, and the fact that it all takes a lot of it takes place when they're sleeping within the dream, I think is super amazing. So I really like the concept of this movie um, and, and, and how everything just gets done in this because at the end of the day, they're really just sleeping in real life. Mm -hmm. And I just find that so interesting. Um, so I, I really love this movie. Because yeah, I, I mean, it's one of the, like the most interesting concepts that they were able to bring to life so well. Like you, when you try to explain this movie to somebody, it's a very hard movie to explain. I think, I think it's overblown how complicated it is. Honestly, like I think once you get the idea, it's just it clicks, and you're just like, okay, I get it. Like it's not really yeah. that complicated. <laughs> like. But it's very hard. You realize how actually complicated it is when you try to explain it to somebody. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. well, okay. So they're trying to put an idea in somebody's mind. And to do that, they go, they go inside somebody's dream. Inside somebody's dream. 
inside somebody's and it's just like wait what <laughs> like, it's just, yeah it's very hard to explain to people uh so yeah i i just and visually this movie is uh one, i mean i don't know i was gonna say one of the more impressive movies on this list but there's some pretty impressive visual movies on this list not gonna lie um so i don't know about that anymore um it's one of the most unique visual movies on the list all right True. uh what's your number eight my number eight yes is her uh that is one of my guilty i have not seen movies i love this movie i've heard nothing but great things i need to see it Uh, the writing in this movie is absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. um i think the chemistry between uh joaquin phoenix's character and scarlett johansson's character even though she's an ai is absolutely amazing and you don't think that the romance could work but it does work, and I absolutely love this movie. There's like a weird scene in this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you, Carlos. It made okay. me a little bit uncomfortable. I've heard. It's making me uncomfortable thinking about it. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it really is overall. It really is a great movie. Um, and 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 you know, it it also just you know, it's kind of about life too. So I mean, I, I really did enjoy this movie. Um, it's one of my favorite sci-fi movies um, of all time. But it's like a, it's like a low key one. Every time I, every time it reemerges, I'm just like, ah, oh, that movie, man. It's 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 amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, the there's another movie that I don't think will be on your list. Maybe it will be. Uh, so I'm I'm just gonna say because I don't think you I, you probably haven't seen it. Under the Skin. Have you seen Under the Skin? I haven't seen it. Okay, too, right? I haven't. I haven't seen it either. Um, so that's one that, like, another one that I'm like, uh, I really wish I would have seen it because it might have made this list if I had. Um, all right, my number seven is Super Eight. Super Eight. I have. I've not seen it. Really? Okay. Uh, Super Eight is a J.J. Abrams movie, heavily inspired by Spielberg movies. <laughs> uh, this movie is. The only way to describe this movie at this point is Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Like, this movie is literally Stranger Things. Um, it's a bunch of kids. It's, it's set in, 19, in 79, so technically not the 80s, but yeah, come on. It's set in 79. Um, and these kids uh, go, and they're trying to make a zombie movie with their Super 8 uh, film camera. And it's not found footage, don't worry. <laughs> um, but they discover that there is this secret alien situation going. It's I'm telling you, it's literally Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. And it came out in 2011, by the way. So, no, it did not steal from Stranger Things. Uh, and this movie, I just, I had plenty of fun with this movie. I think it's, um, I kind of get the same feeling that I ended up later on getting from something like Stranger Things. You know, it's got... A bunch of kids that you really like. This movie introduces me to one of my current favorite actresses, um, or at least favorite young up-and-coming actresses, and that's Elle Fanning. This is the first movie I ever saw her in. She is um, really good. And, um, yeah, I just I had so much fun with this movie. They, ha- they do a great job of establishing these characters, these kids, and kind of you getting to experience this crazy, adventurous sci-fi story with them. So I enjoyed it. Uh, my number six is where I ended up putting Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Um, Take it away, man. I mean, <laughs> what, what is there to say? Like, uh, it's just... Visually, it's amazing. I, yeah, it's stunning. The score is amazing. Like, the formations are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the story. It's just, the story it's, is so great. <laughs> I mean, look, in terms of visuals, I mean, this is Deacons, right? 
I believe this is yeah. Deacons. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. And Deacons, uh, spoilers, this is not the only time Deacons appears on this list. Um, not even uh, close. Uh, there might be a number one <clears throat> spot that he appears on this list. Um, I think we'll have a universal number one. I'd be shocked if we don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just, it's stunning to look at. And it is a great continuation of that or, original, uh, I believe it's 79, uh, Blade Runner uh, movie. And I just, yeah, I, I had so much fun with this movie. Introduces uh, the world to Anna de Armas, or Anna, Anna de Armas, however you want to say it. Um, and... Um, she is great in this movie as well, and obviously she's now great in Knives Out as well. So go check out her in Knives Out, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah, uh, we've said all we need to say about Blade Runner. Uh, it's it's great. Did not get enough uh, attention in the box office. Did not get enough attention in award season. Did not get enough attention, period. Uh, should have been seen more. Um, what's your number seven and six? Mm. Got lost. Number seven and six. <laughs> Um, number six, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be on your list, a ghost story. Uh, I considered it for a brief second, but it just couldn't beat out anything on my list. Yeah. I, I love the concept of a ghost story. For those of you guys who don't know, it's about a man. Very indie movie. <laughs> yeah. Very indie movie, by the way. But I mean, I, I want to put it on cause it, it did have oh, yeah. a lot of I sci-fi. Don't um, and the reason why I put this movie, the, the, for those of you guys, again, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, what's it about for those who haven't seen it? This is about a man who passes away. Um, and now he's, you know, he's forced to watch essentially time pass by. And, you know, he's essentially watching his wife move on, you know, and, and his wife moving on with her life. And, you know, and it's, it's really tragic because... Um, it's Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. They're the main stars of the movie, mainly Casey Affleck and Casey Affleck is covered in a sheet. A ghost. <laughs> yep. Covered in a sheet. Um, and it's him just trying to really, um, just kind of keep his humanity as this ghost essentially. But throughout the progression of this movie, you just see him become angry. You see him become lost. You just see him become very forgetful and he's, and he's, it's very forget like you know you watching this movie i feel like you also become this character because it's like you see the world in his eyes now and it, it's absolutely crazy um so i i really enjoyed this movie for what it was and the message that it did that it did it did have yeah um great performance from I, mara as well she's great rooney mara absolutely brilliant performance if you want to watch somebody eat a pie for <laughs> five minutes yeah, this literally, movie. like, that was the whole story. <laughs> I feel like it was a little unfair to the movie because, like, that was the, like, that was an, all anything, or that was the only thing people talked about with the movie, and it's unfortunate because it was a good movie. Um, weird yeah. movie, but good. Um, yeah, <laughs> unfortunate that that's all that was talked about <laughs> when the movie came out. <laughs> I love this movie, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the most unique movies I've ever seen. So it's it's really great. Um, my number my number five is a quiet place. Okay, interesting. Um, did you struggle putting this on the list? I did. Me too. Because it's 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 thriller horror, but um, it it you know it's it's what clearly sci-fi. Thriller, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What caused it is the sci-fi element. Yeah. Um the this movie is really amazing. 
you guys have to know what a quiet place is it's one of the you know mainstream movies the chances are you've seen it yeah (laughs) um and and the concept of this movie was really great there are some plot holes yes but uh i think if you can look if you can look past it which you know i did (laughs) obviously carlos did it's it's a really it's a really great film and that john krasinski this is this was his director uh director debut and uh direct i don't even know the word i'm looking for um directorial debut i was thinking about that word but (laughs) um no he did he did an absolutely amazing job and you know the fact that he did this with his wife even you know i just think that even a lot makes it a lot incredible by the way (laughs) he did an amazing job and i'm very upset that she was not even nominated for this she she wasn't nominated for anything like she she could have been nominated twice last year (laughs) Exactly. I think she did. I think she did an amazing job. Like that, that bathroom scene was mind-boggling to me. It was amazing. Oh, when she steps um, on the nail, I, you're just like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah, dude. I, I I loved it. I think this is. I think this is um one of one of her, if not the one of to me personally, um one of her, if not her best performance I've I've ever seen her give. Um, because I think it's I, I think it's just really. I think it's just really poetic that she gives her all for a movie that her husband is directing. And that's another thing. That's another reason why I really love this movie. Cause I think it's really great. And the fact that they're both working together just makes it all, makes it all just work together for me. So that's why I really right. love it too. Um, fair enough. So is that your number six, right? That's my number five. Oh, wait, your number five. Yeah. I, how do we get ahead I think of? I skipped. You know what? Oh, I skipped the movie. Oh, what did so you skip? So I already get my number five. Okay. Um, my number your... seven. My number seven. Wait. Gotta... Oh, you skipped seven. Okay, so you I went for, to seven. six and five. Okay, interesting. I did, but I'll go back to number seven. Sure. My number seven. I don't know if you saw it. Gravity. I have seen it, and I made a conscious choice not to put it on this list. I think this movie is slightly overrated, to be honest. But I think okay, the, this is a movie that I've seen twice. And I regretted I regretted seeing the second time. But oh, to me, really? Needed, Interesting. Yes, because to me, it's one of those movies that I only need to watch one time. Mm, okay. I don't know if you have those. I don't know if you yeah. Have oh, those. I have. I those. will never watch Hereditary ever again. <laughs> yes, never. <laughs> um, it, but it's one of, those one of the like, best horror movies of the decade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it, it, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, to me, it, it was it was like one of those things where I was like, okay. This is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. To me, it's an amazing movie. I appreciated the movie. I think the, I think Sandra Bullock does give a really um, a really amazing performance. But I think the visuals in this movie really, you know, just being trapped in space. Yeah. When I when I remember when I remember watching this movie, I, I remember it feeling so claustrophobic my first time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, you know, that was something that I really appreciate about this movie. The other thing I liked about it is the complete silence. Because I think it really respected the. Uh, yes, I agree. I think it, I think it really respected the reality of what is of what it is like to be in space. Um, so it, to me, I, that that also got a, like a major point for me. Because every time you know, anytime you watch you know Star Trek, Star Wars, you know you can even, we can even talk you know MCU movies. Anytime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go into space, it's you know you hear noises, you see explosions, you know, and it all looks fine, you know, it, you know it's fine. But with this movie. It, it did a different twist, and that's something that I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I really like the score in this movie. The score to me was amazing. Um, so, and that's one of my. It was one of my favorite movies of the year, that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I regretted watching it twice because I started to, I didn't appreciate it as much the second time around. 
It's not as well. Did you see it it's in theaters as, again? I saw. Yeah. Okay. I saw it twice in theaters. Because I, I so, would I would have thought that maybe like maybe it was because you watched it on TV or something and it kind of ruined the big experience of it. I don't know. That's weird. Mm, no, because I, I I don't know who I watched it with the first time. Um, but I, the second time around, I was you know mm. I was I was with some friends, you know, and obviously you're in high school. You know, when you're in high school, you're not really you know thinking about the best. So you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's one of those yeah. things. It was one of those things where you know it, I I I depreciated it the second time around. Yeah, you know what I mean. And my thing with this, one of those things. My thing is, I agree with basically everything you said. I think Sandra Bullock. This is one of my favorite performances from her. Um, I think the beginning of the movie, like when everything hits the fan, it's incredible. I think the end of the movie is awe inspiring. My problem is the George Clooney of it all. I think is kind of annoying. Like I think that storyline kind of drags on, and I and that's like prototypical of my problem with this movie as a whole. I think that the middle of the movie they kind of really struggle with kind of keeping the pacing going. I I think they yeah. needed to figure out a way to like, you know, yes, it's it's kind of ten tense. And maybe I need to watch it again. Uh, maybe it's the opposite for me. I need to watch it again to appreciate it more. But I don't know. Like, I just, I, I found myself kind of being like, all right, when are we going to get to, like, <laughs> how she actually, like, gets back or attempts to get back, you know? Um, so I struggle with that. Anyway. All right. So we'll move on to my number five. And then since you already did your number five, I guess we'll just move on to my number four. Uh, so my number five is Ex Machina. I haven't seen it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I knew, I knew, I knew it was gonna be on your list. I knew it was gonna be on your list, and I, knew, and I saw it because I was like, "Ah, oh, I need to see this movie." Oh man! <laughs> um, introducing the world to Alicia Vikander, who gives an incredible performance, uh, an incredible performance from Donald Gleason, an incredible performance from Oscar Isaac. It's those three. They're basically the entire movie, and they are all three just like, you know, at the top of their game. Like Oscar Isaac is just nuts in this movie. <laughs> And Donald Gleason is kind of uh, really restrained, but then has his moments. And then Vikander gives, you know, a very, very nuanced performance, uh, you know, with where you're trying to, you're, because essentially the entire movie, what this movie is about, if you have not seen it, is this very wealthy kind of scientist dude. Think like Steve Jobs if he was like even more out there. Right, uh, he yeah. basically uh, selects, hand selects this uh, random worker in his company, being Donald Gleason, to come to his personal private estate out in the middle of nowhere. He comes out there, and he gives him the job to, in because in his mind he is biased. Uh, in Oscar Isaac's mind, he's biased, so he gives. Donald Gleason, the job of figuring out if his AI, being Alicia Vikander's character, is AI, if if it passed the Turing test. And so the entire movie is essentially through Donald Gleason's eyes as he's figuring out what kind of creepy stuff is going on with Oscar Isaac's character, and he tries to figure out what's going through the head of Alicia Vikander's character. Is she... Does she have desires? Is she... A person, you know, does she feel the way humans feel? Is she conscious? Like, is she human at this point? And Vikander gives a very, a performance that I think is really, like, on the surface, you would think, oh, it's not that complicated. But 
she's trying to like you're trying to fig the entire movie is based around you along with Donald Gleason trying to figure out what's going on in her head. Like that's pretty hard to do for her to act but not act so well that you know what's going on in her head. You know what? You know what I mean? Like you're trying to <laughs> she has to act in a way that's like mysterious but also like there's clearly something there. It's it's a very very nuanced performance and I really love it from her. And then it's just it's one of the more thought-provoking movies all the way through till the end uh, keeps you thinking. So I, I just, it's the, it's definitely the best uh, Alex Garland movie. Uh, I did not have spoilers. I do not have Annihilation on this list. Uh, that movie was a little too out there for me. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, my number four. I think you might have this on your list. Uh, the Martian. No. No. Mm-mm. Really. Are you not a Martian fan? Did I not know this? Uh, I'm like I'm not as big as it on it as you are. You showed like I watched it with you because you I think you bought the movie and we watched it at your place. Yes. Um, I thought it was good. I just didn't find it like it, it didn't it didn't gravitate me to lean like this is my mm. favorite one of my favorites. I I think uh, I mean obviously this movie is driven by Matt Damon's performance <laughs> and a great performance it is. And then I, I just love the aspect of this movie. Like my, the reason I love this movie is that it kind of has the Apollo. Uh, is it thirteen? I always mix up the number, but the the Apollo movie where they're trying to figure out like they're trying to problem solve like really quickly and try to figure out how to survive. And it has that kind of element to it where you're watching him go through the process of figuring out how he's going to live here without any sort of help all by himself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's one of the more uh, interesting movies in that aspect. And then obviously, you know, if we're the Golden Globes, we could have put it on both lists uh, that we've done today, um, famously. <laughs> it, it was a music, one best musical or comedy that year. Uh, the Golden Globes are a joke. Um, but <laughs> the, the Martian, uh, you know, it's just, it's really fun, really funny. And... Um, I, I just, yeah, Matt Damon's performance, man, uh, it's it's great. And another another visually stunning movie, like, you know, you would think that it wouldn't be, like, that interesting to look at just Red the entire time, but, man, uh, it's kind of just, like, impressed by Red the entire time. Uh, so <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. All right, uh, what's your number four? My number four is Ready Player One. I did not put it on the list. Carlos. I know. Uh, it would have been my, like, number 11, you know? <laughs> like, it was, re- like, right there. Or, I guess, number 12, because I bumped Star Trek. Um, it, it really was right there. I, I I I just, I had, I struggled putting it over basically anything on my list. Like, every time I put it up against something, I was like, is it better than this? And the answer ended up being, not quite. And that's why I ended up just uh, standing or staying off. But I know you and Brianna especially were super high on this movie, so I don't. I'm not surprised yeah, that it ended up on the list. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I love this. Um, I, I really love the movie. Um, it was a really great movie. I'm, you know, starting to become a little bit of a gamer, so that's why I also really loved it. Um, and I just thought it was a really great concept, and it had so many. Um, great moments, so many pop culture references, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I just thought the movie was visually well done. Yeah. Like I felt like I was in a video game 
playing, and I love that film that it gave me. And it, overall, I had a really fun time watching it. So it was one of my, one of my favorite um, sci-fi movies. Was the, the best I could. I'll say this: uh, I'm you're lucky for, and I think that you, I think that you should use Twitter more because I think ultimately, if you get, if you, you, I, you would definitely be like me and become addicted to Twitter. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent a Twitter addict, but. In this case, you are lucky you're not a film Twitter uh, person uh, because film Twitter does not like this movie. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, that's why I try to stay off social media. <laughs> I had a coworker tell me the other day that she thinks that Frozen is better than um, Lion King. And um, interesting, <laughs> I would not say that, and I'm a Frozen defender. Carlos. <laughs> can't enjoy frozen for that reason but i digress <laughs> um <laughs> um but no I, it, it you know i really i really like ready player one i thought it was really great yeah fair enough all right uh my number three um dawn of the planet of the apes what did i put that on yep that's also my number three hey we matched up on hey. one <laughs> right. i was like i was just like i have to, i was thinking about putting two on I was like running of like different options, so I was gonna put war. Yeah, but I was just like, I can't. That like, would have to choose yeah. one of the three, and it has to be done. Yeah, I mean, Don was <laughs> the only choice. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I war would have been my second choice as well, and then rise. Much like uh, the Star Trek uh, franchise, I they're all great. Like, it, I'm not <laughs> downplaying any of them, but uh, <laughs> you know, Don. I mean, it's one of the most. I I've said this before to what avatar was to cg that's what dawn uh became like dawn is dawn was like the next step in cgi <laughs> like it's so impressive what they did with this movie visually um and then obviously the character of caesar i mean come on he's he's probably the best standalone character on this entire list from any of the movies we talked about yeah i i, I loved um caesar all of the story um, I love the brothership between Koba and Caesar, how they became like essentially brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, the, 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 his son being so disobedient and him having to deal with that. So I really loved it and it being complicated because, you know, he, it's complicated being a king of apes because, you know, he also was raised by a human. So it, it's very complicated for him. And I really like that the fact that he, Although he was an ape, um, and that's what he fought for, he also did sympathize and understand humanity, and that's one of the things that I will always love about that character. Um, in the Matt, in, in in the in the sequel that Matt Reeves directed, I, I love that film and I love the writing in that movie. Yeah, super 100%. amazing. Hundred percent, I agree with you. Um, so, all right, that was your number three. <clears throat> so, my number two. I'm. I don't think it's going to be on your list. I'm going to be super sad that it's not. Uh, Looper. No, because I've heard I've heard so many mixed things about Looper. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, oh. but I've also heard so many mixed things about it. What? Because like you're. What have you yeah, heard? I ha- I've heard it's not good, and I've heard that from like half the people that have seen it, and then the other half, which is you know, that I you need to unfriend heard, all of them, <laughs> <laughs> like get rid I've of heard, them. I've heard I've heard that the movie is also like really good. Eject so them I, from I your know. life. <laughs> So like I, I don't know, but I, I just I have never seen it though. Uh, Looper is incredible. <laughs> Looper for a you know when did this movie come out? Uh, two thousand thirteen. 
like, or 2012. Until, like, honestly, until Guardians came out, this was completely, like, my favorite movie. Like, I love this movie. Like, <laughs> I love this movie. I, I cannot even express, you know, it's just... Um, it's one of the best ways that, that time travel has been explored in a movie. Like, I just, I think it's incredible. Like, to take the idea of time, tra time travel and then be like, all right, what is a good way we can use the concept of time travel that, we, that hasn't really been done before? And I don't know, do you know what this movie is about? You kind, I mean, I would imagine you have a vague idea. I have a very vague idea, very loose idea. Okay. So let me set up the world for you because the world that the world building is incredible and the like the world that they set up I just love. Um, the whole idea is that time travel was invented and then very quickly was made illegal to the point where only rich people and criminals use it. Okay? So it's invented in the future, in the distant future, like you know, hundreds of years in the future. And only rich people and criminals can use it because it's illegal. Uh, so what criminals use it for, and that's what we focus on, what criminals use it for is when they want somebody killed, what they will do is they will capture that person and send them back to the past, which is still the future to us. It's like 20, like 40 something. I don't know. It's like still the future, but past to like the distant future. So they'll send them like 30 years in the past. And they will have, uh, they will have people that they have set there to just execute them and then take a payment. So that's what the, that's what criminals use it for. They use it to assassinate people essentially. And there's also this element of there's these people that uh, kind of have sort of developed some sort of level of telekinesis, like they can kind of move things with their mind. And that's kind of a subplot going on in the movie. And you're thinking, like, how does this play in? But it does. It's incredible. Um, and basically, the way that the contracts are closed with these assassins um, that the criminals send their guys, um, send the people they want killed to, the way their contracts are closed is that one day they, and you know this when you sign up, one day they will capture you in the future and they will send you back to be killed by yourself, and they'll pay you a ridiculous amount of money to be like, all right, your contract's over, here's your payout. So that's how it works. So what happens in this movie, and this is probably the vague idea you have, is that uh, Bruce Willis is the older version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, gets sent, his, his older self, Bruce Willis, but he escapes. He does not, he's not able to kill his older self. And it becomes this whole mission of like, why is Bruce Willis, why is the older version still um, still running around? What is he trying to do? And then he's trying to kill his older self, uh, being um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that is. And Emily Blunt's in this movie because uh, um, he runs into her on a farm. And it's just, it is one of the most like interesting unique ways I've ever seen sci-fi or I've ever seen um, time travel used in a movie and this whole element of like he's trying to kill his older self like it's so insane and I I just I love this movie so much um uh yeah Paul Dano's in this movie as well um Jeff Daniels in this movie there's a lot of people in this movie I I just I think this movie is really really well done <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Looper, highly recommend it. I, I don't, like, you must be talking to a very, very interesting uh, group of people that, <laughs> that don't like Look, this movie. Look, man, it happened, I mean, because it happened years I'm, ago, because I, I wanted to see it, but, like, I've heard, the, but, I've, like, it was so mixed, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so, so I but, don't know. Okay, but this is the thing. Like, I literally was, like, I was like, was it mixed? Like, was the reception of this movie mixed? Audience score like, is 82%. I mean, I know, but like I guess from like the group of people that have seen it that I hang Inject out with, them. they were the eighteen percent that were just like this <laughs> sucks. So I was crapped out of luck. <laughs> oh, and this should also uh, also be noted that this eighty-two percent is deflated, by the way, because people hate Ryan Johnson so much because of the Last Jedi that if you go and look at reviews. Um, there are reviews from before uh, Rotten Tomatoes clamped down on people fake reviewing things. Uh, there are reviews literally saying that The Last Jedi was so bad that it that it made all of Ryan Johnson's movies terrible. So even that 82% should be higher, just saying. Um, because you will literally, I'm not joking, you can find reviews on there um, from the audience score. Just saying. It's a good thing that Rotten Tomatoes uh, made finally made a stand against people fake reviewing things. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what's your number two? My number two is Edge of Tomorrow. That is the one action sci-fi that I mentioned at the very top that I ended up keeping off just barely. Yeah, bro. I, I love this movie. This movie was, yeah, I don't movie was absolutely amazing. I, I love the concept of it. And the fact that, you know, that you, you die, but you get to like, but you're reliving the same day trying to figure out like how you do it. I think it's absolutely amazing. I think Tom Cruise gives a really great performance in this movie. The chemistry that he has with Emily Blunt is also really great. Um, and I just love the concept of it. I think that, I think the concept of this movie is really awesome. Cause he goes from being like this, like this, this, uh, this essentially like this guy who just makes weapons um, you know, he doesn't really know anything. Like, you know, all he doesn't really know. He's the face of weapons. the military, but has never been in the military. You know, exactly. Essentially, is what he is. And then, you know, when he goes into fight, he has no idea what he's doing, and he dies. And then, you know, I think it's awesome how he was able to, essentially, what you see in this movie, he's able to persuade her for God knows how long he was been. He, like, you know, he's been doing it for, but he's been able to persuade Emily Blunt each and every time that hey, we have to do it. And uh, we've done this, this, and that, and how he just gets essentially better, and just becomes a better fighter and an overall like smarter person. So I just really loved it. So because of that concept, so one of my favorite, I think it's like one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah, I'm, it would be in my top fifteen, uh, easy. So I, I completely, um, I agree with everything you said. Uh, is Emily Blunt the queen of sci-fi movies in the two thousand tens? Uh, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, geez. does Mary does Mary Poppins count? <laughs> I, I mean, I would say fantasy more than sci-fi, but interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it, that's insane. Like uh, a quiet place. Uh, you put Edge of Tomorrow, and then I put Looper. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. That's three movies on our combined lists. Yeah. Anyway, uh, can we say our number one in unison? <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Arrival. Arrival. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Um, oh, <laughs> this movie's this is awesome. My favorite <laughs> sci-fi movie of all time. I don't think. I mean, 
if God blesses me with more years in life, I, I, you know, I hope <laughs> there's some other things that come out, but I, this is to me the, the, this is to me my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Deacons like, wasn't I, the cinematographer. I, I thought he was. No, I, I'm stand corrected. Yeah, man, I, I love this movie. I still have the poster, Carlos. <laughs> um, it, 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 you know, I really love this movie. I love the movie for, and again, I, you know, every time I bring this movie up, I'll say it. It does a unique twist with an alien invasion, um, and I don't. And it, to me, it's very original due to that twist. So, it's this is a sci-fi movie where, like, if we're being honest, like, not. <laughs> It's not like the most, it shouldn't be, I'll say, I'm not going to say not, it shouldn't be the most exciting movie ever, you know what I mean? Like, it should be a very boring movie, especially you try to explain this movie, it's like, okay, so a bunch of aliens show up, uh, and then they have, they don't attack, they don't do anything, the government doesn't attack them, they just try to communicate with them, and to do that, they get Amy Adams, who's a linguist. And it's about her trying to figure out the alien language. That doesn't sound exciting, okay? Let's not let's be honest here. That doesn't sound very exciting. But somehow they make this movie riveting. Like it's just like this movie is so it's so good. Like it's ridiculous how good this movie is. It's so much better than it should be. Amy Adams is incredible. Um, I'm gonna watch a movie tonight. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's look, so good. I look, love this movie so much. <laughs> if I didn't have to wake up at 3 a.m., you know, I would watch it too. <laughs> like, um, it's just, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, it's, it's got it's moments so of excitement where you wouldn't think there would be excitement. It's got, you know, she figures something out and it's just like, oh my gosh, like that's awesome. And then, you, you know, when, when she starts to figure out what they are saying, it gets even crazier and it takes it up to a whole new level where you're just like, I think this might be one of the best sci-fi movies of the last 20 years. <laughs> and it's certainly the best sci-fi movie of the last 10 years. I mean, it's unanimous. I, I, would, be, I would be shocked if, if more than like 70% of people said that, or more, if not, if it was less than 70% of people that said this wasn't the best, you know, or that this was the best sci-fi movie of the decade like i mean th this movie is yeah th this was like as soon as we decided on this topic i am like i i i know for me and i'm sure for you this was like the first thing that was like okay well yeah. we know what number one is <laughs> it yeah. was like an easy choice easy <laughs> i and i was like this is i already know my number one and everything like i i love this movie it, it, I'm gonna watch it tonight, probably. Yeah. Just thinking about every time I think about this movie, it, it makes me want to watch it because I love it, yeah. and I love the feeling every time I get to the end. So I love it. So good. I love it because I still get, I still feel, I still feel the the impact of the ending every time I watch it. I don't know if you feel it mm -hmm. or if you felt it multiple times, mm -hmm. but every time I've watched it, I, I felt that and I loved it yeah. every time, and it's 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 amazing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I think my the comedy list. I'm like, eh, like I. I like it. Uh, I'm not like super confident, especially like with the order of the top five and all that. Sci-fi. I am like, especially now that I'm. I'm glad you caught the Blade Runner thing, right? Because I am so confident in this list. Like I am. This is a solid list <laughs> for both of us, honestly. <laughs> like you know, yeah. I think these these are solid lists. 
So, yeah. And if we combined them, I think it would be, like, you know, probably pristine. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But anyway. All right. Uh, so, like I said, Edge of Tomorrow was one that I kept off. I'm kind of running through honor roll mentions here real quick. Um, one that, like, was universally, like, on a lot of other lists was Mad Max. And it's like, I know we're not the biggest Mad Max Fury Road fans, both of us combined, right? This podcast yeah. in general, not the biggest Mad Max Fury Road fans. But even if I was, I is that sci-fi? It doesn't, like, I get it. It's dystopian future, sure. I don't know. Like, I guess, kind of. I, I would struggle to consider it sci-fi. Would you? I feel that. If you were a fan of Mad Max Fury Road, would you? I don't. Put it on I this don't list? think there's anything sci-fi about it, though. I, exactly. Like, really like it's just because it's dystopian, I guess. Like, right? I guess that's the that's the logic. Like, it's a dystopian <sighs> future. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, and I, don't I guess know. there's I, like some I, like some of the villains have like mutations and stuff. Sure, maybe. I don't know. It, it's just a, it in terms of genre, like genre. Yeah, okay, because genre is more than just like. You know, uh, you know it. It you know it has you know this thing and the blah blah blah. Like it's just it. It's about like different you know, different tropes. And I don't think Mad Max has sci-fi tropes really. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Another one that I considered, but ultimately, like the sci-fi element is my least favorite part of this movie. And spoilers. And I'm sorry, but just by me saying the name of the movie, it's a spoiler for the movie. I'm sorry. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. The sci-fi elements are my least favorite part of the movie, but I love the movie, like, you know, up until it gets to the end. <laughs> so I was like, do I put I it on the list? I, I figured you were going to say it. Yeah, I figured you were going to say it. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do because I was like, I like the movie, but I like it in spite of the sci-fi. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know what to do with this movie. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I figured you were going to say it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I at least thought about it, I guess. But whatever. That's not bad. At least you thought about okay. it. Did you have any other ones that you considered? Or did we touch on all of them? I touched on all of them that all I needed. Because right. yeah. I, I, it was hard for me finding like a, like, a, like a sci-fi movie. Like I was considering like kind of Annihilation. Mm. Like maybe. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel it as much. Yeah, like I was, same. I, I wanted it, I wanted it to be for me. I wanted it, I wanted to feel like I was watching like another, mm. um, arrival. Like yeah. that was my hope for it. Yeah. But unfortunately for it me, wasn't. it just, it never, it never clicked for me. Yeah. I found one list that put what we do in the shadows on it. And I just made me, I, it just made me like, um, what? <laughs> I was just like, um, excuse me? <laughs> what we do in the shadows? <laughs> yeah, they actually did. Yeah, I found one list that had what we do in the shadows in it. So too. weird. I, I was like, what is going on? Why is this? This is not sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I found it too. But yeah, it was it was on somebody's list. And I was like, I mean, I... Weird. <laughs> I guess, because vampires, but yeah. like still. <laughs> oh, honorable mention Snowpiercer, because uh, there is a show coming out, a TV show version of Snowpiercer. Um but people should watch the movie because it's good and it's Chris I have Evans. Never, I have never watched it, and I want to watch it because of Chris Evans. Yeah, but I've never watched it. Yeah, so that's the other one I'll mention. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this very long episode. Uh, thank you guys for being with us. Hopefully, it was entertaining all the way through. Hopefully, you got to reminisce about 
some of the great movies of the decade, 2010 through 2019. We're through the teens, Ozzy. We're going into the 20s. That's weird. I'm excited, man. <laughs> That's weird. Um, <laughs> so we will be back. I don't know exactly when, but hopefully, hopefully next week we will be back. Hopefully. And hopefully we will be talking about some more of these lists. And we already said we will do superhero movies next list. And let us know which other list we should do next uh, episode. Let us know. Because there's some options on the table. You yeah. Know, there's some options. We could do musicals. Because I, I want to talk about Sing Street. I'm just going to put my cards on the table. I want to talk about Sing Street. So I, we could do musicals. We could do just straight up <laughs> dramas. We could do like we Oscar can. movies. We can do like Best Picture nominees. There's different ways we, we could go. Um, you know, we could, I could get no on here. We can do horror. Ooh. I don't know. So let us know what, what, what list should we do next? We have an entire month and probably we'll go in a little bit into January. Let's be honest. We'll go a little bit into January with these lists because why not? Easy content that I think is entertaining. So yeah, that's what we got. All right. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yes, I do. Carlos, I would love to sign us out. Give me one sec here. And alrighty, guys, we hope you enjoy the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, guys, please feel free to email both of us. I'm at OzzyCastro at ScreenFellows.com. Guys, this is ScreenFellows.